Hello everyone, welcome back to the Two Point Podcast, where our conversion rate is always 100%. I'm Craig and I'm joined by Nate. How are we doing today, guys? And like we promised you guys, we are going to be talking about some of the head coaching hirings that have happened so far this year. The ones we're going to be going over today are the Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Jets, and the Atlanta Falcons. So we'll be talking about the new head coach at each stop. What our thoughts on each one of them, kind of whether or not we think it's a good hire, if it's going to work out, anything else that might come from it. I'm going to be mentioning some of the assistant coaches coming over as well and some of the ones that were retained. If there's anyone that's notable, I'll make a special note of that as well. But with that being said, our first stop is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They hired former Ohio State, former Florida, former Utah, former Bowling Green head coach Urban Meyer. (laughs) This is a very interesting hire, I can say. For me, I think it's a hire that's going to be kind of boom bust. And with that being said, I don't know if they hired Urban Meyer for the right reason. It was more of a big name signing to me. He's always had a lot of success in the programs that you know he's been a part of. He's never had a losing season as a head coach before. Buckle up. Jacksonville's not going to have a winning record next year. I can almost guarantee you that. But... He brings a winning culture. Whether or not that will work at the NFL level remains to be seen. A lot of head coaches coming from college have not succeeded at the NFL level. You know, there's a couple that have, you know, Jim Harbaugh, Pete Carroll. Even though Pete Carroll was an NFL head coach before he was a college head coach. Guys like Jimmy Johnson as well. Do you have any specific thoughts about the hiring of Urban Meyer, Nate? I pretty much did like a crap ton of research, and you're right. Everything you just stated is pretty much it for the most part. But to be honest with you, I think the Jags are obviously uh, in a rebuild kind of phase. And I think bringing in Urban Meyer, I think their purpose is trying to help transition those college players coming into the NFL, kind of teach them and maintain that discipline and bring that winning culture that they can do. I agree with you. I think it's going to be a long season for them, obviously. And I think the next few years are going to be just kind of rededicated to that build. I feel like. He's maybe in the last two, maybe three seasons. I think once the rebuild is done, he's going to kind of potentially either have a reason to retire or leave again as well. But it's going to be interesting to see how his uh, offensive-minded approach is going to be uh, handled at the NFL level for sure. Because I agree with you. Sometimes, even like you know, like Nick Saban, for example, you know, it doesn't always work out very well, and some people just have their their niche, I guess you could say. But I'm definitely curious to see how he's going to approach rebuilding this uh, Jacksonville Jaguars team. Yeah, and it would be real interesting to see, like, two years from now, if the Jaguars still have a losing record, you know, is he going to want to stick this out? You know, is he just going to quit on the team, essentially, retire again? you got to always question the health concerns there. You know, he stepped down twice at the college level because of health concerns. Don't know how impactful those are or not, but it is definitely a concern there. Yeah, absolutely, 100% agree with you. I don't think that, you know, obviously being hired in Jacksonville, being that big name, like, he's going to be able to shoulder that load for the most part, but I agree with you. I don't know if his ego will be enough for him to step down. I feel like if he does end up doing it, I think he's, in other words, I think he's going into this, you know, with no ill intentions. I feel like he wants to to see this through for the long haul as long as he possibly can, but, you know, I agree with you. When you're used to that winning culture, literally at every single position that you've ever held, you know, it can be kind of difficult on a mind, especially when you have nothing really else to prove. We're going to talk about some of the other uh, coaching moves as well. They did bring in a new GM, or I guess in this case it kind of promoted a new GM. That's Trent Balky. He is the former 49ers GM. 
did a pretty pretty decent job with there. He's probably most notably known for button heads with Jim Harbaugh, kind of getting him fired. But some of the assistant coaches that we do have on this list is Daryl Bevel. You know, he's been around the league for a while now. He was with the Packers for a little while, Seattle Seahawks coordinator. He was with the Vikings as well. Most recently, the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator and interim head coach. So a good presence to have there, somebody that's experienced, been around the league for a while. Wide receiver coach is Sanjay Lal. He's been around the league for a while as well. Offensive line coach is George Warhop. And he's actually the only coach that was retained from the prior coaching staff. So he'll be sticking around for a while. The new one that popped up today when I was looking is tight end coach Tony Gonzalez. Obviously, Tony Gonzalez is a Hall of Fame tight end. So, and Jacksonville hasn't had very good production out of the tight end position recently. So, big step there. Kind of interested in see him getting into coaching. Me too. I agree with you. I think I even said to you I was actually really intrigued by that because I felt like he was very knowledgeable at broadcasting. And obviously, he's very personable. So, with the discipline that he maintained through his career, it can only be beneficial. And the defensive coordinator is going to be Joel Colon. He's coming over from the Baltimore Ravens. He was their defensive line coach. He's been a defensive line coach for about 10 years in the NFL, so a lot of experience there. But first-time defensive coordinator overall. Assistant head coach and linebackers coach is going to be Charlie Strong. Most notably was at the head coach at UCF, but he's been around the block a little bit. Head coach at Louisville, Texas, and Central Florida. Most recently with Alabama as a defensive I believe a defensive analyst. So, yeah, that's kind of experience there. He did serve under Urban Meyer a little bit in his days at Florida, I do believe. Chris Ash comes over as the defensive backs coach. He was the co-defensive coordinator under Urban Meyer at Ohio State for a little bit. So, a lot of familiarity there as well. Special teams coach is going to be Brian Schneider. Uh, The strength and conditioning coach is going to be Anthony Schlegel. He is most notably known for his time as being the strength and conditioning coach at Ohio State. And when a rowdy fan ran across the field and security couldn't get him, he he just walloped him with a big old tackle and took him down in two seconds. So he's pretty well known for that. <laughs> I do remember that. You know, they filled out the staff pretty quick. Some pretty interesting names here. Some guys that have worked with Urban Meyer in the past and some guys that have been around the NFL for a while as well. So... Hopefully a good mixture that will end up turning out well for them. Yeah, like I said, I'm pretty eager and excited to see how their season's going to start with the building process next year. Yeah, and obviously they got a lot of young players. They're going to have a probably Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick, so it just depends on how they groom these players and put them all together. Correct. I'm excited. Next up we got the New York Jets, and they hired San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Sala to be their head coach. I think this is probably the best hiring of this whole offseason in terms of head coaches. They did sign him to a five-year deal, so they want him to be around for a while. This is a pretty good situation, honestly, for him. They have two first-round picks this year, two first-round picks next year, a lot of cap space to spend up for. I think it's a move that's going to work out real well. Robert Sala is someone that gets the best out of everyone he coaches. You know, Look at that 49ers defense this year. They were banged up. They had almost no one left. And they're still a very, very good defense. He's a guy that brings intensity, but he's going to challenge you. He's going to do it the right way. Yeah, 100% agree with you. I'm, this is probably one of my favorite hires as well. Obviously, he was one of the head coaches that uh, everyone was seeking out this year. And I honestly think this was the best fit for him. Like you said, they just have the ability to rebuild. He's got a few 
decent pick options that he can obviously fill this roster. I'm going to be interested to see if they go the, the route of uh, quarterback of the draft this year. I personally don't think they will. I feel like he's pretty high on Sam Darnold and what he can be capable of. Obviously, coming from the Shanahan line as well, I'm really excited about uh, Mike LaFleur, which I'm assuming you're going to get into all the other coaches here in a bit. But I really like the culture that he brings, the intensity that he brings. That was one of the reports that he had after his hiring, like listening to it. Essentially, he said his biggest issue is going to be like learning to tame back and understand that you can maintain intensity, but you have to pay attention and keep a level head when you're trying to figure out if you're going to go for it on fourth down or if you need to challenge plays, stuff like that. So um, I'm really excited uh, to see how he's going to shape this Jets team because obviously you and I throughout the season, we really focused on, on this roster and just like some of the holes they had, some things they needed to fix and, you know, obviously the things they did well, they had like a five or six win season that could have been a potential, you know. So I'm really excited about him as a hire there. Yeah, and I think the Jets overall aren't that far away as a team. You know, like I said, they have the draft capital. They have cap space. They need a running back. They need a wide receiver. You know, build up the offensive line some more. Build up the defensive line just a little bit more. Get another cornerback in there. And they're really not that far away from being a halfway decent team. Yeah, I agree with you. Like I said, I felt like they left a lot on on the field this year. But with that defense, it's pretty solid. Like you said, it's only missing a couple pieces for that for that side of the ball. And obviously with his level of intensity, he's going to bring that smash-mouth culture there. Yeah, and I, I'll say this. He's probably going to be the most jack coach in the NFL. You know, he's one of them guys, he's out there running stadium stairs <laughs> up and down before the game and stuff too. So, Yeah, he's going to be uh, he's going to be pushing those players in a way they've probably never been pushed. So they, we're gonna, I'm excited about him. In his one interview, he said, all gas, no brakes. So. Yep. And I think that that's literally what he means. I mean, you see the games of 49ers this year. You know, he's just, he maintains a level of intensity and motivates, you know, his players that he coaches. So I, I'm really excited because I felt, like I said, I felt like the Jets, they just weren't complete this year and I didn't think we got the best out of them. So. Yep. And then as far as assistant coaches go, Mike LaFleur is coming in as the offensive coordinator. He's just the younger brother of Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur. Going to bring over that Shanahan-style offense. Should be pretty interesting there. Quarterback coach is going to be Rob Calabrese. He's kind of been around the NFL for a little while now. Uh, running back's coach is Taylor Embry. There's not really much information out there about him at all. Miles Austin comes over as the wide receivers coach. Most of you guys will know, know him as a wide receiver from the Dallas Cowboys days. I think he's <laughs> definitely a guy that could have a pretty good impact there. He was also on the 49ers. I believe he was an offensive assistant as well. The offensive line and run game coordinator is going to be John Benton. He was the 49ers offensive line coach the last couple of years, so a lot of familiarity there as well. They bring over Greg Knapp as a pass game specialist as well. I believe most recently he was the quarterback coach for the Atlanta Falcons. There's a couple offensive assistants that were noted as well. Those are Mac Brown, Billy Vandermickett, probably pronouncing his name wrong, but Todd Washington. So keep an eye out on them. Obviously, that is not the legendary college football coach, Mac Brown, formerly of Texas and North Carolina. That is not him. Do not, do not mix this guy up with him. Defensive coordinator is going to be Jeff Ulbrich. He was the Atlanta Falcons linebacker coach. He became the interim defensive coordinator for the Falcons last season after Raheem Morris took over as the interim head coach. So that Falcons defense had improved after, you know, Morris mm-hmm. took over as head coach, Ulbrich took over as defensive coordinator. So that could potentially be a good hire. Yeah, I agree. Defensive line coach is going to be Aaron White Cotton. 
assistant defensive line coach is Nathan Ali. Uh, some defensive assistants of note are Chip Vaughn, who is a former defensive back. Ricky Manning, also a former defensive back. And Hayes Pollard, a former linebacker. And this is my guy to keep an eye out on. You know, he's only 28 years old. He's just recently gotten into coaching. He was a seventh-round pick out of USC as a linebacker, played for the Browns for a season. He played for Jacksonville for a couple years, and that was actually when Robert Sala was the linebacker coach there. So that's how the connection is there. He's just a defensive assistant now, but I would not be surprised if he climbs up the ladder real quick and maybe even become a linebacker coach, defensive coordinator in the near future. Somebody that was a high-character guy. His NFL career kind of got short, cut short due to injuries, but a guy that I think could have a lot of potential as a coach. And then special teams coordinator is Brant Boyer, who actually was retained. So I think there's a lot of good names here. A good mix of younger guys and some guys that have experience. But I think overall, this is going to be a good staff in the long term. Yeah, and honestly, it's just kind of a testament to how you obviously build the coordinator positions. Like, you know, Jeff, and like I already said about Mike, you know, like I enjoy that, that style of offense, obviously being a Packer fan feel like it could be similar in a way that style of offense actually might help spread out Sam Darnold just a little bit. I feel like this offense is, is going to be built to obviously maintain time possession, play some good, you know, outdoor style football. And obviously that defense is going to, obviously it's going to be top notch, obviously just with Robert at the top of the end of that. So I'm pretty excited and I agree with you. I feel like this is, this is the best spot for him that he could land at, and I feel like he's done a really good job building staff to help them with uh, success this the next couple of years. Yeah, and I feel like their defense is actually underrated. It's not as bad as they played this year, but, you know, that offense when Adam Gase's calm plays. Right. It's just like when your offense can't do anything, it doesn't help your defense at all. So. And they showed flashes this year, to be honest with you, like later in the season, and maybe it was just because of matchups or, you know, injuries that obviously played a factor in some of those games, but they did a really decent job of keeping their offense within within reach of being able to take the lead. So I agree with you. I feel like they're just like a few pieces away. I feel like some of the players are still a little raw, but I feel like they're going to be uh, definitely something to pay attention to in the next couple of years. Yeah. Personally, I think they should move on from Sam Darnold and draft my boy Zach Wilson out of BYU. I think it's hard to pass him up. I think he'd be a great fit in this offense overall. I think there's a lot of things he can do, you know, that play action bootleg. It'd be nice and pretty. And I think if you know, if you can get rid of Sam Darnold to a team that's kind of quarterback needy, maybe even the Bears, second round pick for him, why not? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. That's definitely an option. Like you obviously gotta pay attention to your board when you go into the draft night, and obviously this year being a, a ridiculously insane approach to the uh in between seasons obviously not having the combine and such it's going to be a little bit more difficult to evaluate players but i agree with you when wilson's standing on your board and you have the option to get him it's very difficult to potentially pass that up so i agree with you i feel like they could get a decent pick they could trade him away to pretty much anyone i'm excited about it wilson would do really well in this offense as well and i i think lafleur would do a decent job helping uh, set him up to succeed mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think what you do with that second pick, I think you trade back. Otherwise, if you're going to build around Sam Darnold, get some more assets. Like I've kind of mentioned to you in the past before, you know, if you can move back to that 7-8 to eight range, you're still going to get a very good player there. You're probably going to pick up a either a future first-round pick, a second-round pick this year as well, just moving back them a couple spots, really building up that core of this team. But, you know, in that 7-8 to eight range, you're going to get – one of these people is still going to be there at that range, you know, between Devonta Smith, Jamar Chase – Kyle Pitts out of Florida, the tight end, Micah Parsons, 
Patrick Sertan, the top corner in the draft. One of those five guys is still going to be there at that number seven or eight pick. So if they can move back just a couple picks like that and get some more future assets, more assets. I think it's going to help the team overall. Yeah, I completely agree with you. We'll get over to the Atlanta Falcons next. And their head coach is going to be Arthur Smith. Before we get talking about him too much, his dad is actually pretty famous. He's the CEO and founder of FedEx, so he's in the monies. This is on sale. Yeah, Arthur Smith, you know, he played at the University of North Carolina. He was an offensive lineman there, didn't have too much success, so he started his coaching career after that, you know. He was a graduate assistant there, spent some time with what was formerly the Washington Redskins, at the time he was there, uh, went to Ole Miss for a little while, been with the Tennessee Titans since 2011. You know, he worked his way up the chain, really. He was a defensive assistant, offensive assistant, assistant tight end coach, offensive line coach, tight end coach, and then offensive coordinator the last two years for the Titans. Their offense has been better recently in the over the last two years. Part of it might be because of him. Part of it may be because they kicked Marcus Mariota to the curb as well. But, you know, what he's been able to do there, you can't underestimate it too much. He's a guy that personally I thought was probably another year away from being a head coach. He's somebody that I wouldn't be surprised if this doesn't quite work out. I wouldn't be surprised if he's just one of those guys that ends up being a really good coordinator for a long time rather than a head coach. But for everything I've heard is he's a very intelligent person. In his press conference, he... He didn't seem to be like a very strong individual, but teach their own. Everybody's not good at public speaking. Yep. Honestly, I thought this was one of the better hires, to be honest with you. I'm surprised that the Falcons went with uh, an offensive-minded coordinator uh, for their head coach. Uh, Obviously, they picked a really good one. I think he was one of the better offensive-minded ones. I felt like they should have went for defensive, but obviously when you offer jobs, they have the, the option to select too, so... I, I like Arthur Smith. I think he's going to definitely bring an, an interesting dynamic there. If you think about it, the Falcons have really struggled since the Super Bowl year when they obviously lost uh, Shanahan to the 49ers. So I feel like going offensive-minded this time around as opposed to, you know, with, with Dan Quinn with the defensive side of mindedness, I feel like it's just going to be an interesting way that they're going to shape this, I guess, if that makes sense. But, I mean, look what he did with, with Tannehill in Tennessee, essentially. Like, I'm not saying Tannehill was bad by any means, but he did a really good job of setting him up to succeed. And, Obviously, Matt Ryan going into the last bit of his, his years, trying to squeeze every ounce of that that you can since you're pretty much heavily invested in it already. Yeah, for sure. And I think the fact that they went with an offensive-minded head coach here is a telling sign that they plan on moving on from Matt Ryan in the near future. They might even mm-hmm. pick a quarterback with that fourth number overall pick that they do have this year. Probably going to be the third quarterback in the draft, just depending on how everything shakes out. Could be Zach Wilson, who I do like a lot. Kind of talked about that with the Jets. Could be Justin Fields, you know, who's from the Georgia area. So, would be a coming home for him. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like it's definitely going to be an approach for for obviously taking the next air to the throne down there from Matt Ryan. So, I agree with you. I, I think Wilson has the potential to be there, depending, obviously, what the Jets decide to do. I mean, Fields, I obviously am a pretty high... Uh, high person on him uh, personally. But yeah, either one of those quarterbacks in the system would do pretty decent, I think, with him. Yeah, and like I kind of mentioned before, I'm not as high on Justin Fields. I think there's definitely some things in his game he needs to get fixed before you can be an effective quarterback at the NFL level. But, you know, everybody's a little bit different in that regard. But uh, it's also important to note that the Falcons did bring in a new GM as well. Terry Fontenot, he comes over from the Saints. He's been with the Saints for a little while. 
and he kind of worked his way up in that organization. But definitely a good hire there. I think he's going to help bring a lot of good culture, good players to this Atlanta Falcons organization. Yeah, I agree. I think he's definitely going to be uh, interesting working with Arthur a little bit, helping shape this offense going into the future. Because like I said, they're, they're already like, it's a heavy hit with Matt Ryan on. So obviously he's going to be a quality backup to help, t- you know, expand the game of whoever they do potentially draft or they try and squeeze everything they can out of it. Trying like what Denver did with, you know, pretty much the last six quarterbacks they had before Drew Luck. Yep. I'm going to list off some of the assistant coaches that are coming over as well. Dave Ragone, he is a former NFL quarterback. He played for my Houston Texans from 2003 to 2005. He is most notably known for his time in NFL Europe. I believe he did win the MVP over there one of the years. He was most recently with the Chicago Bears as their passing game coordinator and I believe quarterback coach as well. First time offensive coordinator. I think it's a pretty good hire. Him and Arthur Smith did spend some time in Tennessee together. Uh, Charles London comes over as quarterback coach. The assistant quarterback coach is actually going to be T.J. Yates, former Houston Texans quarterback. That was just announced today. Running back coach is going to be Des Kitchens. Wide receivers coach is Dave Brock, who was actually retained from the former staff. Justin Peel comes over as the tight end coach. I don't think a lot of people have heard of him before, but he is a former NFL tight end, had some success as a backup NFL tight end for about 10 years or so. Uh, Offensive line coach is going to be Dwayne Lafford. Uh, And then one of the offensive assistants, lower level assistants, is Danny Breyer. Defensive coordinator for the Falcons is going to be Dean Pease. He is 71 years old now. This is the second time he's coming out of retirement to be a defensive coordinator again. So we'll see how that works out. Kind of interesting there. But defensive line coach is going to be Gary Emanuel. Linebacker coach is going to be Frank Bush. Uh, He was most recently the interim defensive coordinator for the New York Jets after Greg Williams was fired. Did an okay job there. Uh, He was the defensive coordinator for the Texans from 2009 to 2010. So he's got a lot of experience at the NFL level as well. Outside linebacker coach is going to be Ted. I don't even know how to say his last name. Monadino. Defensive backs coach is going to be John Hoke. And defensive assistant is going to be Matt Pease. I assume he's related to Dean Pease somehow, probably his son. The special teams coach is going to be Marquise Williams. And senior assistant is going to be Sam Hoffman. So quite a few names there. A lot of guys that have been around for a while, and then a lot of younger guys as well. So a good mixture of both. First, not only just in their approach, but, you know, levels of experience. And I think it's good that they brought in two pretty experienced guys on the defensive side of the ball with Dean Pease and Frank Bush just to kind of get that defense straightened out. And, you know, Arthur Smith has not been quite as focused on the defensive side in his career. So it'll be real interesting to see whether or not he's going to call the plays for the Falcons. I'm on the record of saying I don't think all head coaches should really call plays in general. I think... You know, a head coach has got so many things that they need to be focusing on. Otherwise, that it's easier to delegate tasks like that. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like that was something that you and I both kind of harped on all season long. It was just like when certain coaches were being stubborn, not giving up the play calls. Eventually, they ended up doing it, but I'm not going to name it. Yeah, overall, Sorry. I think this is an interesting hire. It could work out, but like I said, I have a lot of doubts with it, too. I think he's, like I said, I think he might just be somebody that's a good coordinator for a long time. Maybe not ready to be a head coach quite yet. Yeah, I'm actually really intrigued by it, to be on a telling hire. Hopefully this is a good direction for the Atlanta Falcons. You know, Dan Quinn kind of 
He had some success, but he really wore out his time real quick. Probably the thing I'm most excited about is Dirk Cutter's gone with that offensive coordinator. I don't know how many times this year I had to say, run the ball, Dirk. <laughs> That's actually really funny. I agree with you on this. I'm just excited uh, about all the veteran coaches that he obviously brought in to kind of just, I don't know whether to to help just kind of grow with these younger staff that he hit, but I actually really enjoy this lineup of coaching staff myself. Yep. It'll be interesting to see the direction they take over the next few years. You know, you have a lot of older players there like Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, Alex Mack obviously was the center this year. He's getting up there in age. He might retire, but he's also a free agent, so he probably could go to a winning team for a couple years as well. But otherwise, the offense line is pretty young. Uh, You know, you got a pretty good young wide receiver in Calvin Ridley. You kind of need to figure out your running back situation. They have a lot of good young players on defense. They just need a little bit more developing. They've shown a lot of flashes. If they can get a pass rush going, they're going to be all right. It's true, and obviously with Arthur Smith coming over, you know, having Tannehill and obviously Henry, the way he utilized that offense, I I feel like he's going to bring that same style or that same approach, which is going to be interesting because of the backfield that the Atlanta Falcons have. So I I agree with you on that assessment as well. Yeah, be interesting if they can grab somebody in the draft, you know, like a Damian Harris, a Javante Williams, somebody like that, kind of a more physical type runner, or if they decide to go a different direction with the running back even, maybe – Maybe he doesn't like that type of style that Derrick Henry is, even though, you know, because when you're in that type of situation, you just got to work with what you're given too. So it'll be real interesting to see what him and Terry Fontenot put together as a team, kind of how they want to build this team overall. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, this is a pretty good way to start out the coaching hires. These are three pretty quality candidates overall. Uh, some interesting decisions there. You know, Robert Sala, I think, but far was the – Best head coaching hire this offseason, probably the number one on a lot of teams' boards. At one point, you know, we thought he was going to go to the Detroit Lions, you know, Detroit area native, but, you know, the Jets must have offered him something that was way better. Urban Meyer, obviously the big-name college coach, and then Arthur Smith, you know, the young, up-and-coming offensive coordinator, first-time head coach. Yeah, personally for me, I just I really like, I've already said, I like the Arthur Smith selection by the Falcons. I, I felt like it was the most interesting Robert Saleh, I felt like he picked the best position for himself. Obviously, I agreed with you. I thought that he was definitely going to potentially go to Detroit. But, honestly, this is a really good fit for him. I feel like it was the better, one of the better teams in the offseason to probably go and get. I'm excited about these three teams coming up these next couple of years. So that's pretty much it for this uh, episode. And the next one we got, we're going to be talking about the other head coaching hires as well. And that is going to be Brandon Staley with the Los Angeles Chargers. Nick Sirianni with the Philadelphia Eagles, Dan Campbell with the Detroit Lions, and David Cauley recently hired by the Houston Texans. A lot of interesting choices there as well. A lot of ones that were probably not thought to be candidates or, you know, really only were interviewed by one team and then hired. So so that one will be a really interesting episode. You guys will not want to miss that one as well. But once again, thank you guys for joining us. This was the Two Point Podcast with Nate and Craig. And we really do appreciate you tuning in to us. And we hope each and every one of you has a great rest of your day. Yeah, stay safe out there, guys. We appreciate you.